0: In kindergarten, students should blank.
1: Explore. In kindergarten, students should explore. And not necessarily exploring tangible items, but exploring the world around them, exploring their emotions, exploring um, friendships, and of course, exploring cognitive skills as well they should be they should be free to explore
0: excellent (laughs) so that leads me to uh, a part of education that is certainly happening now and we touched on this a little bit last time more about what you could do at home in all of these things but uh, let's say uh, digital teaching becomes something that is Uh, the norm for us going forward in whatever capacity. Um, If you were a teacher in that setting, what are some things that you would work to do just in general?
1: I think one of the things that I would want to work on doing if I was going to be teaching remotely um, is to create an environment within my home or if they are going to be teaching from their classroom, but remotely from that setting, teaching wherever it is that they're going to be teaching, um, but create that setting where it is consistent and it is um, an area where it's readily accessible. And I know this sounds a little strange um, as it not necessarily being so important in the execution of a lesson, but with young children and with all children, the consistency is important. And so in the classroom, teachers will read a story in a certain area. They will do explorations in a certain area. So students get accustomed with um, the backgrounds of things. And so I think it would be very important for teachers to be able to create a setting which is consistent for students, engaging for students, and then they actually will become a part of that learning environment as well. So it's something consistent. It's also something that teachers can do that can empower them, and they can have control over this in a time where we don't have control over very much at all. Um, So, it really does kind of put teachers back in that driver's seat, give them some agency, creating a space where they um, can execute the best learning intentions and the best learning outcomes for their students.
0: So, I'm going to follow on that when we talked last time, um, maybe to the specific spaces, you mentioned uh, the importance of a schedule as well. And that was more for the at home dealing with a parent. Mm -hmm. Should our future include remote teaching? uh, Would you advocate for, especially for young learners, kind of a a schedule developed either at a school or by a teacher? and, And what would you want included in that schedule?
1: Absolutely. So I think schedules are important, not just for home learning, but for parenting um, and also for education of young children. Um, I think we also have to keep in mind, not just with scheduling and what we do daily, but the time allotment within the schedule is gonna be very important. We have to remember that even though uh, a a great learning experience um, or show that students might watch is about 30 minutes, their attention is not going to be that long. So you get more bang for your buck with smaller amounts of time um, within a schedule. But with the day-to-day schedule of, of students, I think it's important for families and for teachers to keep a schedule on basis of what they might be doing, um, whether it's asynchronous or synchronous. Um, just having kids myself, it's very helpful when I know that every Friday at nine o'clock, our Zoom with pre K is show and tell. And that never changes. That is something that I can anchor with my son at home. Oh, is it Friday yet? No, how many more days until show and tell? That's what they're doing when they go to school. Now this is the same opportunity we're giving them. So it's helping them track time. It's helping our children to stay the course with remote learning, which is important. And it's helping families at home to support the child being a part of that remote learning. Um, For planning purposes for educators, it's a no brainer. We schedule everything when it comes to school. We schedule when music is. And that is one of the first things that educators want. They go in that first week of teacher work week, and they want to know what's the master schedule. When do I have PE? When do I have planning? When do I have music? Not only do we thrive on schedules as adults, but kids do too. So you want to find that schedule, keep that schedule, and remember the increments of time in instruction live is going to be much less in instruction in a remote setting.
0: So, for example, um, we don't want kids in front of screens all day. Uh, So aside from um, kind of your standard content areas, let's say uh, you have a language arts time or a reading time, Mm -hmm. uh, a math time, maybe you have some science, uh, what other kinds of things would you, if you were to provide a schedule to a parent, say, make sure you try to include this every so often? Mm
1: -hmm. So I think it's something that's simple and easy and often overlooked, but wellness and wellness encompasses everything from taking a walk outside to stretching your body to maybe doing some deep breaths or yoga to running around to playing hopscotch. Um, But doing something for the physical well being and the emotional well being. Um, Because we have to recognize that there's stress levels that our children are experiencing right now, whereas they had such a balance when we were face to face. Um, It's different for all of us and it's different for children, and they're going to be able and they're going to be acting out or showing us behaviors in different ways. So I think not only does it teach a healthy lifestyle with wellness, um, but it also allows for children, no matter what age, to be able to balance their emotions, balance themselves physically, and um, get what it is that we all need when we stress, right? Which is to exercise, to move, to get outside. Um, And those are things that naturally children are longing to do. So it's nothing, no more work on the family aspect of it. And really, I encourage teachers to add different types of experiences within their remote teaching, whether it's asynchronous or synchronous. Take your laptop outside and have your morning meeting outside and um, invite your children, your students to, to be outside with a grown-up as well. Maybe look at the clouds one day and 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 see what, what imagination Um, overtakes them by looking at the clouds and then go ahead and write about that. What silly story did you come up with? Clouds look different at your house than my house. Um, Really thinking out of the box, but utilizing that time to get children outside into nature, getting them outside to experience nature and wellness.
0: If you were to caution teachers about anything uh, in a... a potentially remote setting, what is something you would say, be sure to remember blank?
1: That is a great question. Um, I would say two things, if I could say two Yeah. Things. The first thing would be to remember to be yourself. So I would caution teachers to... Tap into the reason why they are teaching, and their love for children. We don't have the instant gratification in front of us. We're teaching uh, on like through a screen, looking at a little green dot, and we're we're teaching children in a very very different way. Be yourself still, um, and that just takes time and practice. Be silly, be that silly self because you want your kids to get to know you and build a relationship. The thing I'd say, I'd caution most is, instructionally, when you are teaching a lesson, you may have to plan it out even more so to the detail that you would normally in a classroom. You're going to need to have everything readily accessible. You're going to need to know what your next step is and your next step is and your next step is. And you're going to need to be able to prompt students to interact with you and not quite know what they're going to say. So you're going to need to have a plan A, B, or C. Um, whereas when you would ask a question in the classroom, you would have the answers that students would tell you and then you'd go from there. Um, In this scenario, you're going to have to plan a lot more. And sometimes the 10-minute lesson um, may take you a few times to even execute and record. Having said that, it will mean that much more to the students because it will be very high quality when you're putting a lot of effort on that front end.
0: Excellent. Last one, something we touched on before, something that – even in my own experiences um, has gained a lot of traction for me is your mystery box. And we're headed towards, um, headed towards summer. And I feel like um, for everyone, uh, I don't necessarily personally advocate for like a summer reading list or uh, summer packets or anything along those lines. But I feel like the mystery box, a couple times a week, something interesting, something thought-provoking, something a student has never seen before, could be extremely valuable.
1: So I'm so glad we love the mystery box. Super easy to make, a shoebox. It doesn't have to be fancy. But this is something that is even bigger. It's called a provocation in Reggio Emilia schools, and that is an early childhood setting where we want to provoke children to get interested in something a provocation is an item or anything that a teacher can put in a classroom that might promote inquiry okay so if you had a mystery box a provocation could be a stick and you might have mystery box monday where you just go get a stick put it in the mystery box it's a part of the routine remember um it might be something that teachers even can do as a part of their morning meetings if they are still remote teaching and mystery box Monday is how how many items can you find in our house or in your house or in your home or in your apartment that is the same length as this stick in my box Um, it might be car keys one day where do you think we're gonna go today it might be um, an apple what do you think we might be able to do with this apple today so a provocation is just a regular everyday item. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but it can get kids interested in an experience. And experiential learning is what kids are going to need while they're in this remote learning environment, because they may be lacking a little bit of that because of the remoteness or the virtual learning. So something super simple. Mystery Box Monday.
0: Yeah, I, as you were saying that I it's funny you said the keys. Um I thought like if you put a shell in like what does that mean we're going this week or today or whatever yep, it might be. So
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: I hadn't even exactly. thought about the length, but that's an awesome one as well.